Hello guys, James McNicholas here of The Athletic and you are listening to a special edition of Handbrake Off, the Arsenal podcast for The Athletic. And in this episode, I had the opportunity to talk to former Arsenal midfielder Mathieu Flamini. Now we had a really wide-ranging conversation about Mathieu's interests outside of football primarily, the personal journey that he's been on, uh, his passion for environmental and health issues and how those intersect with his business and philanthropic interests. We talk also about the new projects he's embarking on with Meza Ozil, and how he, Mathieu, might continue to remain involved in football moving forward. We also speak about the role of athletes in social issues and the way in which that is changing. It was a really interesting conversation, and I'm glad we're able to share some of that with you in podcast form. There is also a written version of this interview, so if you're an Athletic subscriber, do log onto the website or the app and check that out. Uh, but don't worry, Handbrake Off will be back with its normal fare with Ian Stone and Amy Lawrence and myself, hopefully Lee Dixon as well, later this week. But until then, enjoy the conversation with me and Mathieu, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I'm delighted to say I'm joined now by Mathieu Flamini, a footballer who I've admired for many years, followed his career. We're used to seeing him making headlines on the pitch now uh, he's making waves off the pitch as well. So first of all, Mathieu, how, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I mean, the pleasure uh, being able to, to speak with you and uh, all good. I think we're all facing like a very challenging time and trying to, to stay positive and to look forward. That's right. And I mean, this has been such a strange year in so many ways. And one of the things that I think everyone knows about you is you're incredibly motivated always incredibly busy. Have you found it difficult to maintain that, you know, with the pandemic going on? I mean, I will say um, what has been challenging, I think, for everyone is to, to have to, to stay isolated because mm. I think the human, the human mind, I will say, and the, the humankind, I mean, we have the tendency to like to get together and uh, being surrounded by your friends or your family, I think it's becoming essential. And I think also the, the, to be able to travel, I mean, it's always, always, I can say it's now also part of, uh, of I would say, a human right, you know, I mean, uh, it should be a right to be able to travel and uh, being restricted these days and having to, to stay home and having to be isolated. And uh, I think it's something totally new for many of us. And obviously, if you have a family around you and you live with a number of people, maybe things are a bit easier, but I'm thinking about all the others which have to be isolated on their own. I mean, like, it's not only like a massive pressure on, on, on physically, but also like mentally. I mean, mentally must be like a real challenge. Mm. And um, yeah, of course, you know, I've been also one, uh, I've been like affected because I think we have been billions of us uh, having to, to face that issue. But also, I think what's important is to stay positive. And um, I'm the kind of person who always like to, 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 to look at uh, the positive out of any, any difficult situation. Obviously, it's very sad for people who have lost, uh, have, who have lost some member of the family or some friend. Mm-hmm. Um, on that aspect, I've been lucky because around me, I mean, um, everyone has kept safe. And uh, obviously, like some people which I know got affected, but uh, not, was not too bad. But on all the fact, I mean, like you have to, you have to move forward. You have to stay positive, and um, you have to also try to to, to look at uh, what will come after because uh, that's important. And I think that's a good way also to to keep focus and uh, to stay positive. Yeah, I mean, and you have been very positive in this period. You joining us today to talk about an exciting new project that you're launching. Um, can you tell us a bit about Unity, the project that you're launching today? 
I mean, I think what we're trying to face um, these days is uh, how can we uh, support people around us and how can we help people to stay healthy, mm. to have, I would say, like a better lifestyle. Because what the past few months have taught us, I think, is that being healthy can save a life. I mean, there are now some uh, studies which have been released by the UK government and um, someone which uh, is in a, in a situation of obesity has 50% more chances to be affected by coronavirus and end up ending up in an hospital mm. and having the possibility even of dying. So I think being healthy these days is very important. It has been demonstrated even more, I mean, over the past few months and being healthy can save a life. And reality is like us as athletes through the years who have been surrounded by a number of experts around nutrition, around the mental set, around like fitness. And because we have been surrounded by all these experts, we have obviously like developed a certain experience. And I will have the tendency to say, I mean, because we have to train so many hours every single day, I mean, for us, like keeping healthy and having a healthy lifestyle is a necessity. And what we wanted to do is to be able to, to share that experience, to be able to also uh, share some reliable and trusted information. Because what we discovered and what I think everyone must be aware of is that most of us are sourcing our information on Google. Most of us are sourcing our information on social media. Uh, the question is like, does that information is backed by sense? Does that information is reliable? With, I mean, who are the people writing these articles? Are they backed by big lobbies? Are they backed by the, the big pharmaceuticals? So what we thought was like, okay, seems like we don't really know anymore what is right or wrong. Uh, how could we come out with a kind of like um, a much more reliable approach, a much more trusted approach, and much more providing information which are backed by science? And that's what we wanted to do. And the launching Unity for us is a kind of way to tackle uh, what's happening these days. Because also many people believe that or being healthy only come from like uh, uh, doing something and not another. No, I mean, like for us, being healthy is a holistic approach. Is being healthy like mentally? Is being healthy like physically? That comes from the fact that sleeping well, eating well, drinking enough water, staying positive, and uh, tackling you know every 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 difficulties in life. And that's mm. really the message we want to communicate. And Unity is basically a platform uh, which will be providing. Um, transparent because i mean we're independent i mean like it's not like again we are not endorsing the work of somebody else we are not mm. promoting like uh, uh, one company instead of another we don't have an, any agenda the idea is like how can we help people how can we support people to basically like live better and how do we want to achieve that by small wins every day you know people mm. have the tendencies and changing small things that don't really have an impact but that's that's wrong because if you are able to change small things every day it's a massive improvement and that's really what we want to to help people achieve and for that what we will be doing is like we will have partnership with like uh, some some researchers we will also share the experience of people we have encountered in our in our career because obviously like what people have sometimes a tendency to forget is when you're an athlete, you're surrounded by this expert. And the life of an athlete, how does that work? You come to the training in the morning, let's say you arrive at nine o'clock, nine thirty to the training, you start meeting the nutritionist, you start like seeing the the, the the physiotherapist, then you're moving into the end of like the fitness coach, the, the masters in order to recover. And then after that you're speaking to the mental coach. So at the end of the day, 
you have basically been in like in a number of different hands, number of different of experts, and all that because the reality is, as athlete, we have no other choice than to perform. If you don't perform on a pitch, thank you very much, you put aside. So for us, the performance, I mean, in our everyday life, is everything. And the main question when you're an athlete is, how can I improve my performance? Because the better you perform, the more successful you become, and the, the better you become at what you do. That's mm -hmm. why, I mean, that becomes an everyday battle for us, to how can we improve our, our performance. But another battle, which is part of our everyday also, is how can we prevent the injuries? And also, that's very much what we want to provide to people and what we want to also insist is don't wait to treat yourself when you're sick because that means it's too late. You have to anticipate. You have to prevent. And prevention is for us, or at least what we believe, the new cure. The capital health is the most precious thing we have because if you're not healthy, you cannot achieve anything. That's what we're trying to provide. And Unity will all be about, like, it's a platform where people come and it's a community of people who want to, to live better, who want to learn how can they achieve that. And there will be articles of athletes communicating and sharing their experience. There will be like the insiders surrounding the athletes which will be sharing their experience. There will be doctors which are specialists in, in sleep. I mean, the reality is like, like you guys, like I, myself, I'm asking the question, okay, are the naps good? What time should I go to bed on evening? Yeah. I mean, should I sleep five hours? Should I sleep eight hours? I mean, what the truth in everything we are reading? One day you see something, the other day you see something else. And exactly. it's like, okay, what is true, what is not? So we said, okay, you know what, that's enough. And also because we're quite lucky on certain aspects, because we have been surrounded by these, these experts, we know certain things and maybe others don't. And when I see things online, which are like the total opposite of what is right, I mean, it gets me frustrated. So that's why um, myself and Mesut, which is obviously like a close friend since he joined Arsenal, and yeah. also we will have other athletes joining us because very much what we want to achieve here is instead of having one athlete, we want to create a collective of athletes because what athletes we have uh, and what's for us logical, but maybe not for others, is like we have this strong credibility around healthy mm -hmm. lifestyle, around like how can we improve our performance? And that's something we want to share with everyone. And also what I want to say, which for me a bit unfair, is usually everything which is related to healthy lifestyle is generally part of, I would say, like the most privileged people. You know, it's like if you're yeah, the most... If you are a privileged person, you have access to, to information. If you are a privileged person, you can meet with a nutritionist. You can do some blood tests. You can. The reality is like what we also want to do is like to take this information, to take this truth, and to provide it to everyone. If we can start by supporting them, by providing some reliable information, and because also the reality is football and sport in general, because what's important to say is like we will partner also with other athletes which are not from the football field, but from other disciplines. Mm -hmm. What's important to say is sport is global. It's an industry which is the most followed, I think, on a global scale. And if we look at who are the followers on social media, because obviously social media is today like an important way to communicate. I mean, we're talking about the next generation, 18 to 35. And because there are also like people who come from different, different backgrounds, I mean, us as athletes, because I believe we have a social responsibility and having a platform, it's important to use it for good. And using mm -hmm. it for good for us means 
taking this information, which is for us part of our everyday, and bringing it also to people who don't really know about it. And that's something yeah. we decided to do with Mezut. We'll also bring on board other athletes. And it's also our way to give our contribution and to kind of like try to tackle what's happening these days. It sounds fascinating, Mathieu, and it's clear that you're really passionate about it. It sounds like you're going to get the opportunity to share your experience, you know, your knowledge, your privilege to an extent with other people who wouldn't ordinarily get that opportunity, which I think is a, a really commendable thing. I'd be fascinated to hear about your journey in this because you come at it as someone who your background is as an athlete. Uh, and now you're moving into other areas, pursuing other things and looking to share sort of what you've learned with other people. Is that something that you always wanted to do? Is it something that came to you kind of midway through your playing career or towards the end? How, how far back does this really go for you? I mean, I grew up by the sea, you know, I grew up by the mm. sea and obviously like growing up by the sea, um, the sea always played like uh, an important role in my everyday. And from very early age, I've always been like... Uh, very much aware of the the issue of, of for example, a plastic on the sea, of the em- environmental issues. I will say, and uh, and growing up, I always told myself, you know, I, I like to do one day something a- around that issue. And the idea was like very much okay. What can I do? I mean, using my platform. I mean, which type of solution can we provide to people? Because also, what I don't like is when you bring a problem and you don't bring any solution. I mean, that's for me the most frustrating things ever. And I think what we have been telling people, I mean, over, over, I mean, what we have been bombarding people, I would say, like, is, okay, there is a massive problem. There is a massive problem out there, which I think now we can all agree. But the question that everyone has is like, okay, what are the solutions? Again, I think this climate change issue is very much related also to the behaviors from all of us. And again, I mean, I think the way we want to tackle climate change is important to also make it relevant to people. Because the reality is like when I'm working uh, 10, 12 hours a day in order to feed my family, and you're coming to me telling me like, listen, there is a climate change coming. I mean, in 50, 100 years, I mean, everything is going to shut down. I mean, it's going to be the end of the world. I mean, that's not a good way to empower me. And I think we have to change how do we communicate around climate change. And from my point of view, making it relevant to people is important. So you're going to ask me, okay, so how do we make it relevant to people? I think what we all agree is, yes, some people care about the planet, but everybody cares about himself. Okay. And climate change, it's also pollution. It's also the way we eat. We're going to be very soon 9 billion people. I mean, we cannot continue eating the same way. Plastic, same. I mean, I was visiting some, some school in North London at one point, and some of the kids have never seen the sea. So how can you ask a kid, okay, that he has to protect the sea when he doesn't know what the sea is? I'm someone which has cut uh, animal protein. I mean, some people could tell you, oh, yes, cut animal protein because livestock is representing today 15% of the CO2 emission. That could be like a, a, a good answer. But the reality is, as for me, that's not enough. Why did I cut animal protein? is because in order to be healthier, I've discovered that animal protein was like having a negative effect on me. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. When I was playing football at the top level, you know, it's like you train every single day of your life. I mean, you probably cut like three weeks a year. The rest of the time you train and you play every three days. 
in order to stay at the top level and to play every three days, you need to have the, I mean, I would say the, the healthiest lifestyle ever. And for me, the recovery after each game or each training is as important as a training session. And what I discovered at one point, I was like getting, I, I was getting injured. And you realize that when you train hard, you generate a lot of acidity. And the whole recovery system is all about how can I reduce this acidity in my body as quick as possible and as much as possible. And what I've discovered is like animal protein is making us generate a lot of acidity. Why? Because obviously if you have to digest a piece of 500 kilograms of meat, I mean, your body needs to generate a lot of acidity to break it down. So what I realized was not only I generate acidity by exercising, but now I'm creating even more acidity by the way I'm eating. I think over the past few years, we, all, we have all changed our alimentation, meaning like 20 years ago, we used to have like fish and meat like maybe once, twice a week. I remember visiting my grandmother and like, oh, you know what? If you're visiting, I'm going to cook some fish. You know, it was kind of, a, it was yeah, kind of like a treat, special treat. Now the reality is meat is becoming very, very cheap. Fish is becoming very, very cheap because the way to produce it, I mean, we're producing it via like industrial, I mean, how do they call that? Um, it's, it's becoming a process, uh, process mm-hmm. industry, processed food. So, so not only the meat is not good, but also the meat and the fish is becoming a very bad quality these days. So, to get back to what I was saying, I decided in order to, to, to avoid being injured, in order to prevent and to lower my acidity, I decided to cut the animal protein in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously very important because the more alkaline you are, the less chances you are to get injured, the less chances you have to develop some of the sickness uh, which are today like such as cancers and others. So that's why I think, I mean, by eating better, not only you do good for yourself, but you also do good for the planet. We all live in big cities. You have more than four to five million people dying of pollution every year. So even if you say, you know what, I don't care about the planet, at least we all care about ourselves. So pollution is a massive problem. So if we can uh, walk more, uh, don't drive as much the car, all these little things can have a positive impact on our health and putting all these things together is having a massive impact on all of us. So unfortunately, we cannot not pay attention anymore. I mean, in some country, people cannot even exercise out outdoor. Do we want to get there? I don't think so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and this new project, Unity, obviously you're launching that with Messer Erzl. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you talk to me about how he became involved? I know you're obviously really good friends dating mm-hmm. back to your, your playing days at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously like uh, when Mesut joined at Arsenal, I, I knew already the club for some time. And um, when you join a new club, uh, it's, it's, there is always a, a period of adaptation. So mm-hmm. we became close very, 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 very quickly. Um, we were sharing like um, I would say like the same vision about like uh, how can we support people on this side on my side was more towards sustainability and Mesut has been someone which uh, for many many years and uh, always like supporting the people I think like for him social equality it's a, it's a very important aspect he's someone who never forgot where he comes from and uh, he has been doing a lot for for, for the people so I thought that, like, wow, I was very impressed, first of all, by the work he has been doing for all these years. And I could see a parallel journey, mine, you know, towards sustainability, him, toward the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
obviously after all these years becoming close friends, the idea was like, okay, what can I, what can we do? Let's try to create, to be a voice, you know, like in a crowded environment and, and provide like some, some reliable information. And that's why for me, like being close friend from Mezut and the sharing the same, I would say like vision in terms of like, how can we support people around? I mean, it was very natural that we say, let's do it together. And also let's bring other athletes because again, I mean, like, um, it's all about the community. It's all, it's all about the collective and um, being able to, to put people together. I mean, I think you can have a much bigger impact. I mean, it's a great story and it's a really interesting sort of story to hear you know, this idea of these two footballers, one who's very passionate about, you know, social injustice, like you say, other with environmental issues. I have to ask, is that a typical football dressing room conversation? <laughs> But I have the tendency to believe it's becoming. I have the tendency yeah, I to hope believe so. it's it becoming. Seems that and, way. and I've been I've been very proud of of my community. I've been very proud of what I've been uh, what I've seen, you know, over the past few months uh, in in the press. Because what I can say is like at at a certain point in time we used to we used to to point football player for like negative story. And I mean now when we speak mm. about football players, when we speak about football. We have amazing stories. We have a very inspiring stories. And we can see that from, you know, like uh, from Marcus Rashford. We can see that from other players, you know, from other athletes. And that's very inspiring. I mean, that's the football we want to see. That's the type of story we want to communicate. And I think more and more athletes have realized that it's not enough to perform on a pitch. It's also important to perform off the pitch. And performing off the pitch means like, showing the right examples. They have a social responsibility. They have to take the lead by providing like a positive impact, by inspiring people, by also like, I mean, I think it's, it's very clear. I think a lot of people are kind of like losing faith. A lot of people also like don't trust, you know, like uh, government anymore, don't mm-hmm. trust the big corporation anymore. And athletes, because people can identify themselves to, to the athlete, the reality is like, I mean, athletes before to be superstars like you or me or like anybody else. Yeah. You see, I mean, you know, we come from the same background. Yes, we have been lucky because we have been athletes have a special talent. They worked very hard to be where they are. But we understand people because we come from the same background. And the reality is like athletes have realized they have an important role to play and decided to play it. And that's the exciting part. And again, I think like more and more athletes are standing up for causes which are important for them. And it's an, a real inspiration for, for all of us. And, and the more athletes standing up, the more we're doing it. The reality, I think at the beginning, the athlete may, may have been scared also because for too long, we have been telling athletes, oh, listen, you play football, stick to that. Or you like a tennis player, stick to that. I mean, why? If you are knowledgeable about a subject, if this subject or this cause is close to your heart, and if you want to stand up for that, why should be wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. If you are an athlete, you have an incredible platform to drive good on a global scale. I mean, for me, it would be a pity, and it would be like uh, it would be like I would say it would be something I would not understand mm. if it's a journey you will not take. If you have a, a platform. If you have like a, a, an exposure, use it for good. And it's, it's, it's a difficult responsibility to have because obviously like, you know, sometimes, I mean, athletes are human. You can make mistakes in life. I think, I mean, everyone makes mistakes. 
But when you have this type of exposure, when you have this type of platform, you have definitely a responsibility. And I believe it is your responsibility to use it for good. Use it for good means like if you're passionate about something, there is nothing wrong to talk about it, you know, and it becomes like a kind of like exchange and it becomes mm. a kind of like communication with your own community. Can I ask you, Mathieu, because I think a lot of football fans will have heard about your work in the biochemical industry, but maybe it's not something they immediately understand. Can you try and explain exactly what your, your, your business in that area does and, and what it is you're trying to do? Today, when you buy something, you have the opportunity to decide to buy right. What does that mean? I mean, I'm in a space where, for example, uh, personal care products home mm-hmm. care product, you know, the detergent you're going to buy for your house. I mean, when you buy, as an example, some detergent for your house and you clean the floor as a hard surface is cleaning, if you buy some product which are full of chemicals, petrochemicals, and your little kid after it's going on the floor and he's touching these surfaces and he put that in his mouth, he can get contaminated and he can like put some of this substance in his mouth. Mm-hmm. When you are cleaning the table, you know, and after you're putting the bread on it or you're putting some food on it and you're eating on it, if you use some products which are full of harmful chemicals, you're basically like intoxicating yourself. So what we are doing, basically, like we started 12 years ago, developing some solvent, which are bio-based, which means like we are using some agriculture waste, mm-hmm. okay? So bio-based solvent, which are the opposite of petrol-based solvent, so we are in this space where basically like we are providing a bio-based solvent for industry of like industry, which are in home care, personal care, in order to provide a safer and more sustainable product. When you go to a place and you buy a product which is more sustainable and healthier, you basically like put pressure on the big corporations mm-hmm. for them to be much more compliant with like the new regulation for them to be much more compliant with like the fact they have to be more sustainable. I mean, every time you buy a product, you have the opportunity to, to, to put pressure on this big corporation. And that's very important that people realize that. Uh, one thing, I mean, obviously this year has been a particularly crazy year. We've been going through this pandemic and I think it kind of has divided uh, how people feel things might play out in the future. You know, on the one hand, Potentially, it's given everybody a different perspective. Maybe everybody is a bit more socially conscious or more conscious of environmental issues. On the other hand, because of the emergency, you know, we've had lots of PPE, masks, gloves, all those things produced, all going in the sea. You know, where we are now in 2020, do you feel optimistic about the future or are you concerned about the events of recent months? I mean, obviously, you have to, to also be pragmatic. Obviously, like the situation over the past few months has been like very difficult for, for a lot of us. But also, you have to stay positive and you have to look forward. I mean, I want to believe that uh, a vaccine is going to come out. I want to believe that uh, it would be a, a solution to all this problem. I want to believe that there will be an after coronavirus. And I think we will have all learned from this difficult time. But I mean, I'm a very positive person and I want to believe and um, the humankind, I mean, that's the way we are. You know, mm-hmm. we have the, the tendency also to forget. And the forgetting sometimes is good, but sometimes can be bad. So hopefully we will forget about, like, the negative effect. But we also learn from 
what has been happening during all these months. And I want to believe like we will move forward and and we will adapt and and we will get out of this situation and and hopefully we will thrive again. I mean, let's take this as an opportunity as to be as a new beginning, a new beginning mm-hmm. where we have realized that being healthy can save a life. And also like in order to be healthy, you have to live in a healthy environment. And that's the, the key factors which people have to understand that your capital health is everything. I remember your your playing days. I mean, the something that was remarkable about you was how much energy you had on the pitch. It's really clear you still have a lot of that energy directed into your new projects. Where does that come from? Have you always had that fire in you? I, listen, I think uh, everyone is different. Uh, this energy, um, yeah, I remember like being a young kid and having my parents coming to collect me at the school and... Uh, I was like, I didn't, I was not letting them, letting them uh, catch me. And I used to, to run, you know, like you know, <laughs> run yeah. around. I mean, that's, that's something, you know, everyone has a, has a different characteristic, but that's something I always had. I mean, since a very early age, so I'm full of energy. I'm a very positive person. And I'm also driven at this point. Like I really want to, to try to, to, to drive change and have a positive impact. I've been extremely lucky in my life because I've achieved my dream to be a football player I've also like uh, lived of my passion and I'm at this stage, uh, you know, in life where I think uh, trying to, to do good around this is important. What's your relationship like now with football? I mean, do you think about returning to football in any capacity in the future or do you think that chapter is sort of closed for you now? I mean, first of all, I haven't uh, announced my retirement yet. You know, I still Yeah, I noticed good. that. Yeah, yeah, I still feel good. I still feel good and uh, um, still feel good. And uh, obviously, like health is, I mean, like I would say I've always been, you know, health has, I mean, the, the everything related to health has always been something important. So, you know, when you take care of your health, when you eat healthy, when you drink water, when you sleep well, I mean, I would say you age better. So, um, mm-hmm. so I'm feeling True. very good. I'm feeling very good. And I haven't, I haven't decided to continue or to stop. That's the first aspect. The second aspect is like, obviously, I've been in the industry of football forever. I mean, that's the industry I know, I know, the, I know the most. So, um, obviously, I will, I will always want to, to be close to that industry and, and, and to, to stay involved. Don't ask me how, because that's not something I've thought about. But definitely, like, it's a community which is, uh, I mean, like, which I've been part for forever, you know, in my life. And I will always want to be part of this community. It has played an important role in my life and I don't want that to stop. But you're, you're not going to buy Arsenal, as all the, all the Arsenal fans are always telling me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fair enough. Um, Mathieu, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been fantastic talking to you and look forward to hearing more from you in the future. I'm sure we will. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure exchanging with you and um, looking forward to catch up very soon. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Hello, I'm Ian McIntosh, and despite literally spending months of my life playing football manager, I'm still terrible at it. That's why I'm launching The Football Manager Show, the latest podcast from The Athletic. Every week, I'll speak to the people who know the game best, the people who make the game. We'll take a proper look at things like training, recruitment and tactics, 
We'll try to answer your questions. We'll do everything we can to keep you eager to play just one more game and altogether less inclined to quit without saving. The era of Cherno and TomTom and dear sweet Michael Duff is over. The new football manager is bigger, better, more challenging than ever. And I need some help. If you do too, you can subscribe now. Just look for the Football Manager Show by The Athletic, wherever you get all your other podcasts. It starts in November, and knowing my track record, I'll be unemployed by December. <laughs>